0: the trips, the activities, all that. We had 49 hours of airtime alone. Not, not not, just being in the airports, not just being on the air, just airtime alone. We had 49 hours that we were in the airplane and it was a long trip. When we got to Tokyo, Japan, and I was so pumped. I mean, I, I've never been to Japan before. I've never been to Tokyo, and I know some of you have been there, and I know it's just the airport, but for me, it was a big deal, okay? I wanted to soak it all up. I, I wanted to get uh, my a selfie with Jackie Chan. I wanted the whole nine yards, okay? I, I wanted to find Miyagi. I just, I was going to just live it up, you know, and just, I'm in Tokyo, Japan, and we just got off a 14 and a half hour flight, so all of us were just, you know, kind of jet lagged and tired and out of it. And uh, we start looking at our ticket, and we go up to the computer screen and found where our connecting flight was. And it was gate 62, Bangkok, uh, Thailand. You know, I was like, okay, guys, where let's head down there. So we walk forever. And I am am living it up as we're going there. And I'm taking pictures of the signs and pictures of the different things. And uh, we bought crazy things I got. uh, This is one of them. I just had it on my desk. Um, They're green Kit Kats. I don't know what the green is, because uh, it's all in, in, in uh, Japanese, but it was just, I, I got all this weird stuff. They, they had, like, I, I went inside the snack bar area, and they had, like, octopuses uh, that were dried out for, like, snacks that you just you know, break off the tentacle, and I mean, just weird stuff, you know, not, not anything, and I'm just loving it, and going through there, so we get to our spot, and everybody was like, we've got time, let's break up, and go into all the stores and the shops, and get all the crazy weird stuff that they sell there, and uh, we're, we're going through there, and then I'm sitting there, and uh, I got it. Have you ever had just a gut wrenching feeling that came over you all at once? You know, like somebody just punches you in the gut, and you're like, something ain't right something ain't right and and i and i get up and and i'm i'm like nauseous literally nauseous and i go up to the counter and i say hey ma'am i said "Ah, uh, this is going to bangkok thailand right And she goes absolutely bangkok thailand and i said shouldn't you have called us i said we like take off in five minutes i said why haven't you called us she goes let me see your your ticket she goes oh that's because you're at the wrong gate I said, uh, wrong gate. What, what, what do you mean? This is Bangkok, Thailand flight, blah, 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 whatever. And she goes, no, this is flight whatever. And She goes, you got the wrong thing. She said, you're at gate 62. You need to be at gate 22. Okay, if any of ever at uh, 22, that's like 20 miles. Okay, I mean, it's not, but I mean. So I, I, in a frantic, I said, ma'am, they leave in five minutes to go. I mean, this is an international flight and I, I'm panicking, and I run over to the group, and they knew I was not joking. And I said, run, run. I said, guys, get up, grab your luggage, gate 22, run, and beg them not to leave. And I knew that they weren't even going to make it. So they get up, and they run, and I'm missing two people from the group. But I couldn't leave their luggage, and I couldn't go look for them. Okay? Two people. I'm not going to even name names. I'm not going to stare them down in the service or anything like that. I'm, I want to do that. I would never—listen, guys, I wouldn't name names because I would never want to embarrass Don and Judy. I would never do that. (laughs) That's not who I am, okay? So we're just going to leave Don and Judy's name out of it completely and not even go there. So they're souvenir shopping in in this this place. So I grab all of their luggage— like, they carry on their bags, their shopping things, and I'm carrying, and I'm running through the airport like this. <laughs> you think I'm exaggerating? I'm not exaggerating. I'm running through the airport like this, and I, I'm in a frantic. so I'm yelling, Don, Judy, Don, Judy, Don, Judy. And I look like a crazy white American, okay, <laughs> that just went crazy in the airport. And, and I said, guys, We've got to go. I messed up. Wrong gate. Wrong time. Wrong location. We've got to run. So we start running through the airport, okay? And, and this is, I'm praying like I've never prayed before. Now, guys, here's the thing. Yes. I'm thinking, why wasn't I praying like this the whole time? You know, you know what I'm saying? I've got 11 people. We are... Thousands of miles from home. We have a connecting flight that will lead to a connecting flight. I've got hotels and reservations and I've got a taxi driver meeting us at the airport and and the, the missionary is counting on us to run the service and all this other stuff. And I'm running through at that point saying, Lord, show up. I shouldn't have done that. It should have been God be with me every step of the way. I messed up. I never asked Anybody. I never asked anybody. I assumed that we were in the right place. I thought because I saw Bangkok and I saw this and I thought that, in my mind, it was all good. In my mind, it was okay and it wasn't okay. By the grace of God, I round a corner after running forever and this Japanese lady runs up to me, me running, and just out of the blue, thousands of people are there, runs up to me and she goes, Are you on Delta? I said, Yes. She said, are you with a group of 11? I said, yes. She gets on her walkie-talkie, and she said, I just found them. And I said, uh, I'm like, how'd you know it was us? She's like, crazy white boy running through Japanese airport. (laughs) And so I said, ma'am, I can't beg you. Please make them wait. Please make them wait. She said, sir, it's already past time for them to be in the air." It's, it, this is, she said, all I can do is have you run. So I kept slowing down, looking behind me. And no joke, this lady turns to me and she goes, you run, so you run. You run fast. <laughs> you run. And so I'm like running. And we had to get on a bus. And the bus took us to the middle of the, the, the tarmac. And, and then we got on there. And they got on the thing and said, uh, sorry, due to uh, some people running late. And I'm like, you know, just... <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> it was my fault. Okay? And trust me, I know, because every stinking airport from then on out, are you sure this is the right place? Are you sure we're the right ticket? Are you sure there's a right I was like, yes, I get it. I am sorry. Please forgive me. And uh, so, I mean, it was, it was one of those things that I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely, absolutely never forget for the rest of my life. I tell you, how many of you guys have been Christians? And I'm, I'm speaking to everybody right now. But how many of you are Christians and you have been saved for more than 20 years? Raise your hand right now. Man, look at the hands going up right there. Let me tell you guys, that's a blessing. And I'm not trying to uh, segregate. i mean, like, man, praise, thanks be to God for those people that have been saved that long. It's cool. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys, from my heart to your heart, a danger about being saved that long. And you're going to say, danger, there's, there's no danger, I'm saved by the grace of God, I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit, I know that. We get into coasting mode. I know I know the Bible, I know the verse, I could tell you guys right now, okay, I'm going to say, turning your Bibles, and I mean this, turning your Bibles to Psalms 23, what am I going to be talking about? The Lord is my shepherd, okay, I mean, you already know, you're two steps ahead of me, you're already... You know the Bible. We know the word of God. We know right from wrong. We know to be faithful to church. We know to be, all these different things. I'm not gonna say anything most of the time in church that you're gonna go, wow, I had no idea. Because when, you, when you're in church and you go to service and all these things, it gets in our mind. But I'm gonna warn you now, we almost put the plane into coast. Our spiritual mindset As we're going through life, we're going through the airport. And it's just like, I don't have to check. I don't have to ask. I know where to be. I've been here before. I'm comfortable. I know this. And we don't ask. We don't seek. And you know what the crazy thing is? I had people, hundreds of people all around me that knew where I should have been. If I simply would have asked. I could have walked up to any of them and said, I need to be at gate 22. And they would have led me there. They would have given me a map. They would have, they would have put us on one of those cart things to, to, to put us there faster. If they knew that we were made a mistake, they would have corrected it. it. All those things would have been possible if I simply would have asked. But I didn't need to ask. I knew what I was doing. I had it all figured out. I was comfortable. I was, I was sitting there eating my green Kit Kats and, you know, found my iced coffee and everything else and everything was good let let me remind all of us who we are and i I, turn to psalm 23 but i'm going to read isaiah 53 6 where it says this all we like sheep have gone astray the reference to sheep lambs shepherds is used over a thousand times in scripture why couldn't god have said all we like lions You know, all all we like cheetahs or, you know, some sort of intelligent, you know, animals, you know, strong, powerful presence there, whatever. But he says, all we like sheep. See, the Bible is comparing us to sheep. God himself is comparing us to sheep because David in Psalms 23 fully recognizes i lord after i've walked watched after sheep and everything he says i know who i am i know how i think i know how i process things so let's read this together and we'll pray the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures i tell you what if you guys want i've never done this before if you want to read out loud with me well join together because i know you know this Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Lord, as we, for the next few minutes, study this. Lord, I pray that we will put out of our minds the cliche thoughts that we have about a passage like this. Lord, it is way more than a passage that we hang on a picture, on a bookmark. Lord, it's way more than just a poem or something that we read at a funeral or a dark time. Lord, this is one of the most popular passages in Scripture because this is the key to our lives. Lord, help us to get it. And Lord, help me to have the Spirit of God work in my life as I share this the way that you so clearly shared this to me on the trip. We pray this in your name. Amen. We follow. We're, we're on a journey. We're going somewhere. It's through life. It's through trials. It's through pastures. It's through valleys. It's through dark times. It's by waters. It's different. Because every day of your life is different. It's not, it's not going to be. If you want a repeat of today, you're not going to get it. What you're going to face tomorrow and what you're going to face when school starts and what you're going to face at your new job and what you're going to face when the teens go to youth conference tomorrow and all these different things, every single day, you don't have it figured out because you're not there yet. And every single day, we've got to understand that you cannot handle what you're going to encounter. Sometimes you're on the mountaintops. Sometimes you're in the valleys. Sometimes we walk and sometimes we rest. Sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's easy. But we need to recognize who we are. And you say, okay, we're sheep, we're sheep. But guys, there's a reason over a thousand times, shepherd, sheep, those things are mentioned. Why did God say this? Sheep are not survivalist. They're not survivalist. Actually, without a shepherd, they will die. I had this thought as I was thinking and praying about this message and gearing up for this, I thought how often that we make a false, almost arrogant statement of saying this Anytime I need the Lord, He is there for me. And that is true. But let me tell you, it's almost like we call God in for backup. Do you know what I'm saying? We're going through life and we encounter something that says, Wait a minute. Hey, guys, we need God right now. God, We need you to show up. We need you right now. Let me tell you, this is life right now. There's not a day, a step, a moment, or a breath that you breathe that you don't need God for. That's what this passage is saying. You can't make a step, a moment, a decision, a life choice without God making it with you. God is not to be part of your life. God is to be the center and the everything of your life. It's a different form of thinking. And that's when I got into this. I'm thinking sheep were not hunters. They could not provide for themselves. They were not coordinated. A lot of you would identify with that right now. They are not highly intelligent animals. They do not lead. They follow. They do not obey. They only can submit they, they, they have to obey in order to survive. They are dumb creatures. I, I, I saw the story. I almost put the picture up for you guys to see it because it was so funny. But I, I was looking this up. There was in Turkey a sheep that went off the side of a cliff from walking. 1,500 sheep followed that sheep. One after another. And no joke, and I saw the picture with my own eyes, a mound of dead sheep that they found that was like decayed, and that's why I didn't show, it was just gross, that it followed. Every one of them followed the sheep in front of them, and every one of them fell off the cliff. And I, I know when we were growing up, if, if your friends jumped off the cliff, would you do it? I'm telling you, God said we're dumb enough to do that. In the world that is just... Going off the deep end, and we just follow along. Go, well, it's popular, it's in, it's what everybody else is doing, it's what's on TV. We just follow suit, we just follow whatever's going on all week. All we like sheep have gone astray. You know what this is saying like this? It is impossible to live your life without daily, moment, step by step guidance from God. Impossible. So, As we get into this, let me give you a day-to-day picture of what it would be like to be a sheep. Okay, You wake up and you're hungry. You look to the shepherd. You want to know when to go? You look to the shepherd. You want to know when to stop? You look to the shepherd. You want to know if it's okay to get near the water? You look at the shepherd. You want to know if you're close enough to the water? You look at the shepherd. You want to know when it's time to leave the water? You look to the shepherd. You can't do one thing thing. I don't know. It's just like being that scared kid in, the, in the, the middle of that, just saying, Dad, I need you. Where, where do I go? What do I do? What do I say? How do I handle this? Isn't that make sense? Why we have the presence of the Spirit of God living inside of us. God didn't just say, hey, I'll, I'll be at church and come visit me every weekend. No, God said, I will dwell in them and I will be their God. And we have the Spirit, the presence of God with us. So think about that as Christians. As we think about that idea of being, having God with us and the, the being like that sheep, it literally means that I wake up and I'm like, God, I, w- what do I need to do first today? You're driving the work. Lord, give me patience and give me help and give me guidance. Lord, I'm going to get there and I'm going to have to deal with this and that. I need you. Lord, give me words. Lord, I'm scared right now. Give me Give me peace. Lord, I'm nervous about my speech. Give give me words. Every bit of it, it is just a matter of, Lord, I need you. Lord, please guide me. They could not survive. I'm going to give you two points out of Psalm 23. This should be the heart of every Christian. Every day is, Lord, lead me. Lord, lead me. Here's number one. This is how we do it. Number one, we seek his presence. And I know that sounds really cliche, but let me let me explain this, the application of what we read in this. When it says, all we like sheep have gone astray, literally we got off track. And I, I go back to that illustration of going through the airport and, and, and getting off and doing my own thing and all this. I, I got so caught up in everything around me that I never stopped to make sure things were right. I never confirmed. I never checked. I never asked. You know what I did? I did that which was right in my own eyes. I did that which was clicked in my own thinking. And you know what? If I would stop and say, hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't physically do this, but I should have said, Tony, you're a dumb sheep. That's what I should have said. And a sheep right now needs to ask questions. You don't need to do this. There's too much riding. There's too much at stake. But notice how David said this. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When God is leading my every step... I never end up in a situation of want. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Now, I know when we think of want, you know, we're thinking, I really want, you know, a new car. I really want, you know, this, this sweet thing and, and all these different things of material possessions that we want. But David clearly stated, I have completely submitted my life to Christ. And I don't want. I am satisfied. I have peace. I feel like I'm where I should be. I am happy. I am fulfilled. There's a big difference between acknowledging it and living it. Guys, I'm, I'm literally saying, because if you're submitting to the, the shepherd and you're walking right behind him and listening to him, he's going to tell you things that you're not going to like. And if you don't listen, you're not going to end up where you'd like to be. You're going to be at gate 62, okay? Okay. <laughs> You should be at gate 22. David, I believe, was a fine example of a Christian, but why? Every bit of it, he was allowing God to lead him. David stayed close to God because his life and success depended upon it. Man, I tell you, if, if I would have thought... If, I, if You know how you wish that you could go back and do something like that? If I would have thought for two seconds that I would be feeling that anxiety, that frustration that aggravation, that, that, the fact of how mad I was, the fact that I got on that plane and I couldn't talk. I was numb. And I'm thinking, I would have never been there. Do you realize how many places you are in life because you got yourself there? You're in want or need or frustration or aggravation because you got yourself there. Walking every step. Notice verse two, we want to make application. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I, I want to expose before the church some great problems because in my mind, I don't see these things. Notice how it says in the beginning of this that he leads me to rest. Some of our schedules are so simply out of whack. Two, three jobs. And, and, I'm not, and I don't want anybody thinking, man... I'm working this hard, and you're going to bust my job. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not, not, not at all. Man, my, I take my hat off to the people that work so much and that, that work so hard. It's, I'm not saying that at all. But in our lives, in 2016, in America, we have the mindset to go, 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 push, push, push. We don't know anything else. I, I, I get so tired sometimes that we say that we don't have time to pray. I am so stressed that I can't think about God. I'm so worn out that I cannot praise God. And people come up and say, you should just slow down. You say, if I slow down, I will go under. We get irritated. We get frustrated. We lose our joy and our happiness. We are human and we are sheep. And it leads us to get into the attitude where we literally will just say, I don't care anymore. I don't care. And I started thinking about what God does with this. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Come here. He leadeth me to stop what God leads us to places to stop he maketh me lie down in green pastures God brings us to places where he says you need to stop you need to not go any further you need to rest your mind you need to rest your heart you know it was a hard thing for me to keep the commitment that i had when we first decided to do the thailand trip i had too much on my schedule and i start going through and i'm calling a missionary saying, you sure this is a good time Are you sure yeah tony i've got everything worked out and of course once we started having people pay money and everything we started getting committed i didn't want to do it I started thinking I got this to do and we got this planning and I've got this when I get back. And, you know, it's just not going to work out. I need to keep going with this. And then I get on a plane. I pick up my cell phone and it says no reception. And I think, what am I going to do with no reception? (laughs) I get in Tokyo. I have no reception. I, I, I get to Bangkok. I have no reception. I get there and all of a sudden I didn't need this like I thought that I needed this. I wasn't getting phone calls. I wasn't hearing about problems. I wasn't dealing with all, you know, all these things of life. And it's almost like God, guys, God says, Tony, Tony, come here, come here, come here. You know how you were going on this mission trip for all these different reasons? Give me this. Okay. You need to rest your mind right now. You need to stop. But Lord, Lord, and God, the shepherd says to us as, as his sheep, I know what you need. I know what you need. You've got to listen to me. It's better to listen to God because you're following Him and He's guiding you as opposed to being laid up in a hospital and you're going, God, why would you put me here? And he says, because I told you the rest six months ago and you didn't. Lord, why would I lose my job? Because you were going to lose your family. I needed you to Stop. And listen to the shepherd. You say, but Pastor Tony, I'd go under. Pastor Tony, I can't handle this. I, I just wouldn't work this way. The Lord is my shepherd. And when he is my shepherd and I am listening to him. I won't be in want. And I'm not saying that this makes sense to you or to me. Because of the fact is that we're just dumb sheep. And we 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 have it in our minds that we need to keep going but as the shepherd he knows when to slow us down he knows when to park us he knows what we need God created everything in 6 days and on the 7th day God rested cuz God was so worn out he he was you know you know how tired God gets right everybody And so "Well, wait, wait a minute then, then why did God rest God was teaching us a lesson. He was teaching us a lesson. And you say, why are you getting this? Guys, I don't even know. Other than the fact that I'm on this trip, and, and, and it wasn't physical rest that I experienced. I promise you that it was not physical rest. But I tell you, even mental rest for us, where, where God knows that our minds go so much and so fast, information overload. We're, we're, we're going from news on TV to new Facebook feeds and and posting, and doing, and going, and picking up, and having to solve things, and who's grabbing the kids, and we're out of milk, and all these other things, and sometimes God just does things where he slows us down just to say, hey, right now, in order for you to keep going, you need to slow down, and God does those things. If you want me to give application to all these things, I'm just going to be honest, I can't, but I promise you this, I promise you this, you listen to the shepherd, And he will lead you to the places you need to be. On a daily basis. God was leading them. And he says to this next part. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still. He he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me. He gets me to the place. And then he goes from there. To he leadeth me beside the still waters. God literally in this passage. Was mentioning in Paul. or, or, Or um David is mentioning the fact that God leads me to a place and says, you need to restore your heart and soul. You need to drink. I know you think that you're okay right now, but you need to stand here and drink from this because you need this. Let me give the application of this right now. Where you're at right now is important for you as a Christian. And I'm not saying that to elevate myself of, come listen to the pastor. I'm not saying that at all. But I will tell you this, you need to come be with Christians. I will tell you that you need to come worship with other Christians. I will tell you right now that you need to come and hear the word of God. And you need to come and be in teaching. And you need to come and be discipled and challenged by others. You need what God is telling you to do. He leads you to the place of saying you need to restore your soul. You need to drink this up. I've got plans and I need you to keep going and I've got kids that are going to be sick on Wednesday and I've got a job presentation that you're going to have to do on Friday and, and, and I've got something for you and your spouse to do on Saturday but right now on this Sunday I need you to go and Satan will tell you and get into our minds and say hey just keep going you don't need church hey, he'll go as far to tell you this you need to not go to church because you're too tired to go to church we we, we Break the mold of the shepherd when the shepherd is guiding us to the nutrition. Guiding us to the things that we need to keep us going. And it's not just in church, in Bible reading, in time with God. Or just waking up and sitting with your Bible. Or sitting on the back porch or just stopping in life and allowing God to give you what you need. He makes us stop. When we're close to the shepherd, when you get to seek to be in his presence... He'll feed us, he'll lead us, he'll give these things. And I love how he says, he restoreth my soul. I don't know who you are right now, but I promise you, there's some people here this morning that you need your soul restored. You're worn out, you're tired, you're frustrated. But let me tell you, that will not happen when we're following the shepherd. say, what do I do? David was just saying, I'm going to follow as close to the shepherd as I can. I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes. I'm not going to try to figure it out by myself. John 10, 17 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Can I tell you something that's so unique about the shepherd's sheep? You will never hear about the shepherd with a whip driving the sheep. He will never get up there and be kicking the sheep. The Bible says that he walks in front of us and he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. You know, you know what God is doing right now as I'm telling you guys about stopping and refreshing yourself and, and going by the still waters and stopping in life. You know what God is doing right now? He's saying, "Hey, he's calling your name saying that's I'm talking to you." You know I told you not to take that second job? You know I told you that you need to take that day off? You know I told you you'd go ahead and take that family vacation? Come on. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Seek his presence. And the last thing I want to show you is to follow in his path. There's something that we need to get because in our minds, whether it's the wrong gate at an airport, or wrong marriage, or wrong job, or wrong friends. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. A lot of times we get ourselves into some pretty bad situations. He can sit there and say, man, that old devil got on me. No, don't quit blaming the devil for something you did. You, get, get, you, you break things down and you realize that you and your flesh led you to that place. Debt, a bad relationship, getting out of church, addictions, all these things. See, verse 3, he says, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. God has a plan and a place and a path that God will lead us on. And it's a place of peace and security and joy. And a lot of times what we do in life is we start getting wise in our own eyes of things that we think is okay in life, and it is not. Can I point out a word that is not popular today that it's the path of the word is righteousness? The first thing, God leads us in the path of righteousness. When I am close to God and I hear His voice, through the Spirit of God leading me, He will lead me to do that which is right. And notice how I did not say that He'll lead you to do that which is popular. In today's world, there's a lot of things that, the, that we get led astray and end up falling off that cliff because we're doing what is in, what is popular, what is successful according to the world's rather than that which is right. God will lead us into the path of righteousness. The Bible also says that God will lead us in the path of peace. Dark times will come to all of us. And it does not mean things that are wrong. Isn't it cool in this passage when we're reading all these cool things that it says, Yay, wait, let me tell you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You know what he's saying? Yes, I am going to go through bad times. I'm gonna, I, I could follow God and end up losing my job. I could follow God and end up having sick kids. I could follow God and end up having dark times in my life. It does not mean that the shepherd ever left me. But you know what the thing is? In the darkness, we feel that God has left us. It says, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me it's cool that the application of that of what would happen they would actually bring their sheep from pasture to pasture and sometimes they would have to actually go through the clefts of the rock and around through, through the mountains and different things to get them to that next place and the thing that they was said about what the shepherd would do is he would have that rod, and in the darkness as they were going through there the shepherd would reach out just once in a while and tap them back on the, on the back of the leg or the back of the back just as a reminder, I'm here. I'm here. You might be scared. and It might not make sense. And I know that you can't see me, but I can see you and I am here. You might not be there right now, but I promise you, between the still waters... And between the surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. In the middle of that passage is the dark valley that I cannot see. Just because it does not make sense to you does not mean that God is not there. It does not mean that God is not working. When we got on that bus, there was a whole bunch of people, a lot more people than us. And I got there and I, I, I asked the lady, I said... I was just being honest. Did I make all these people late? You know, I was like, is this, is this all me? And she goes, Actually, I, this is just ironic that it happened this way, but there was another flight that had a connecting flight with this flight, and that flight was very late. So it wasn't just you, sir. It was simply the fact that the other flight needed to get on here, too, and that's why we held it for you. They probably would not have held it just for your group. You know what? I thought I was all alone. And God was over there slowing down an airplane in the sky <laughs> or having this storm come and all these other things that are going there. I could not see it. All I could do was run and cry like you know, a crazy guy going through the airport. But God was already working it all out. Because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil because I know that God is with me because he has made me a promise that he would never leave me nor forsake me. You say, well, then how do I get off so far? Because all we like sheep have gone astray. It's not him that leaves us. It's us that leaves him. So I just look at us. And I think, why? Why do we have so many Christians that say, how did I get here? How did I get so messed up? How did I get so off track? And I don't think it's God. I I believe we've got to change our mindset of what this passage is talking about, of literally going every single day with God. The attitude, the, the title of this message, everything is Lord, lead me. If I had it to do over again, and I did about five times because it was only our like, second, third flight that we went on. I got off, and the first thing that I would do is I would stop and I would ask. And I pull this out, and I says, this is where we're going. Is this all right? And is, is, if I go this way, will, will it get us where we need to go? We get on that wing and that terminal and I'd stop, and i go right up to the, the counter and say, Hey, ma'am, I just I don't mean to bug you, but I want to make sure that we're in the right spot. Is this, is this okay? About 10 minutes into it, the, the screen, I'm watching the screen, the screen changed, And I walk up there, and I said, Hey, ma'am, is it, is it true? Are we in the right spot? These guys know I like, went up to the counter about 15 times when we were in JFK. <laughs> and, and our gate did change six times because of the storms that were coming in. And they were shifting us around and doing all those things. But every single time. But let me tell you guys, I made it. (laughs) I'm here. He said, how did you make it if the gate changed six times? Because I kept asking to keep myself on track. And even though I didn't know what was going on, and even though that I could not see the gates changing and everything that, as long as I was asking and I was following and I was obeying, I was getting to where I should be. God has an absolute plan for your life, Dad. And, and, and there's a lot of people following you, like the 10 people that were following me. And I tell you what, when you mess up, they mess up. And for us as a church, if we get off track, the world gets off track because they're looking to us. So every day I'm going to do that just like I did in the airport. God, is, is this okay for me to do today? Is this okay to take this calendar or this schedule? Lord, should I, should I book another mission trip? Should I go to this place or this place? Lord, when I talk to them, give me the words to say, Lord, I don't want to take one step without knowing that you're guiding me to take that step. Here's my prayer. Lord, lead me.